From Washington, this is CQ on Congress, the nonpartisan source for in-depth analysis of Capitol Hill's policy debates. I am Sean Zeller. Congress approved a two-year budget agreement on February 9th, eliminating the caps on spending that Republicans had forced in 2011 and had once celebrated as an example of their responsible approach to spending. It will increase the debt by $300 billion over the next two years. I'm going to talk about that today with Bob Bixby, executive director of the Concord Coalition, who's worried about the ramifications of the growing shortfall. But first, let's listen to what Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul had to say about this last night as he held up the Senate vote. I could not go home and look for anybody that voted for me and look them in the face and say, oh yeah, you know old President Obama, he was terrible. Trillion dollar deficits as far as the eye could see. Oh, but the Republican deficits, they're not quite as bad because they're just a trillion dollars. See, that's what we're doing here. The Republican side is telling America trillion dollar deficits are bad when they're Democrats, but they're okay when they're Republicans. So they're telling you deficits are, you know, they're bad when the other guys do it, but they're not so bad when we do it. This is the height of hypocrisy. And now I turn to Bob Bixby, who is joining us on the phone today. So, Bob, first question for you. You've been warning about the debt for years, and we've yet to see serious consequences. So why should we worry now? Well, they build up over time. uh, And so, for example, if the uh, federal budget is, is... running huge deficits, the government, that means that the government has to borrow huge amounts of money. And eventually government borrowing competes against private sector investment and can actually harm the long-term growth of the economy. It can also raise substantially the interest cost to the federal budget. And that's, that, that is beginning to happen now because the government has to pay interest like anybody else that borrows money. And we've been able to do so at very low interest rates since the Great Recession. But interest rates are beginning to go up and and fairly rapidly right now, and that is going to have a big effect on interest costs to the federal budget, which can make the deficit even bigger, uh, because as you have a bigger debt with higher interest rates, it means that rising interest rates costs could be squeezing out other spending, so it becomes kind of a, a vicious cycle. So... Eventually, economists say it's all unsustainable, which basically means that uh, nobody would lend us the money. (laughs) Now, we're not at that point now at all, so I don't want to sound like uh, this is some sort of panicking, but um, it is noteworthy that the federal budget is on an unsustainable path. Uh, The debt is rising substantially, interest costs are going up, and Congress is going to have to address that at some point. Allow me to play the devil's advocate. We have been well under the Federal Reserve's inflation target of 2%. Might this fiscal stimulus get us there and stimulate the economy? Well, it might, but it might get us uh, much more than that. The time to stimulate the economy is when it's in recession or going into recession. And right now the economy is doing fairly well. It's not growing gangbusters, but it's doing fairly well. It's it's not the time that you would think of a fiscal stimulus. Plus, what has uh, spooked the markets lately is the fact that wage growth is beginning to, to show up, which is a good thing for the economy, uh, but it does mean that inflation may be on the rise. 
and uh, it, with the federal government going into the market to borrow lots of money, the demand for uh, the federal government may have to spend more, may have to you know charge higher rates to attract capital. So um, I, I think that now is not necessarily the time. In fact, as an economic matter, really is not a time for the federal government to be uh, providing so much stimulus to the economy. It could. It it leads people to wonder whether they'll be actually be overheating and uh, get the Fed to raise interest rates uh, higher, uh, or at least accelerate the pace of uh, hiking the uh, very low interest rates that we have now. So, Bob, is it surprising to see Republicans essentially repealing the 2011 budget caps that they once championed? It really is. It's it's more than surprising. It's it's stunning. You know, these these budget caps were a prize accomplishment, and to see the Republicans want to be so anxious to revise them upward is quite surprising. And you couple that with the big tax cut that was just enacted, and it's a very uh, fiscally toxic combination. First, reducing revenues and then increasing spending. I would have preferred uh, that if they were going to to do this, I would have preferred that they first uh, agree on how much they're going to spend and then figure out how they're going to raise the revenue to pay for it. Uh, this, is, this is sort of backwards budgeting. Now, Speaker Ryan has said he'd like to reduce spending on entitlements. That is Medicare, the health care program for the elderly, and Social Security. Those are drivers of our long-term debt. Might that be a good thing? Well, we should have a discussion about entitlements uh, because both Medicare and Social Security have very serious long-term financing problems, which uh, become a long-term financing problem for the federal budget. Uh, So, yes, we do need to have a discussion about long-term entitlement reform. It would. It would. The discussion should be based on the finances of the uh, two programs. It it uh, doesn't necessarily need to be because we're running a big budget deficit. I, I don't think that uh, Paul Ryan is speaking from a position of strength right now, having just pushed through a big tax cut to say, and now we have to cut Medicare and Social Security because we just cut taxes. Um, I. I I don't think that that's a. Uh, I don't think that the logic holds up there. Uh, we do need to, to tackle entitlement reform, and the tax cut didn't cause the entitlement problem. That's the basically the aging of the population and healthcare costs uh, caused that. But it is. It, it certainly is going to come across as hypocritical to folks to say, you know, we have to cut these programs because we just cut taxes. All right. Thank you, Bob, for coming on the show. Okay, you're welcome. I'm Sean Zeller. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One. And please rate us on iTunes. For more on this and other stories, visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter at CQNow or at RollCall.